My name is Hunter. And I'm Haley. And we're your hosts of Murder and Such, a podcast about true crime, serial killers, and other dark subject matter. Join us while we fill your ear holes with some crappy comedy and disgusting tales. You can now find us on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and all of your podcatcher services. You can like us on Facebook, Instagram, and follow us on Twitter at Murder and Such. Hope to hear from you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Ski Crab Mountain, discover the feeling that's waiting here. Challenge the slopes of Crab Mountain, where the snow conditions are at their peak, with all runs open. Experience the excitement of night skiing beneath the stars every Wednesday through Saturday. This world has become so corrupt. As I'm sitting there with a severed head in my hand, talking to it, or looking at it, and I'm about to go crazy, literally. I'm about to go completely flywheel loose and just fall apart. Let's let's not get let's not get into blood and guts because because that's what you're trying to get into. Come on, fumble butts. Bam, motherfucker! It'll be a miracle if this tape ever is permitted to become knowledge that could spread across the world to even give individuals a chance to know what we have to say. Oh, I suppose you're going to want to sit up all night and talk now. You know what it's been like being able to enjoy my weekday nights? It's been fantastic. I've been watching all the horror movies, my friends. Hell yeah. That sounds terrible. Wait, you don't like horror movies? I got I got other things. Like I got a get Porn? I got to get my Kerbals into space. I gotta land him on you the moon. You are turning into <laughs> Phil because that's what he would sit and play. Although I, I feel like he just killed him most of the time. It's uh, what it's is hard. your what is your mortality rate for the poor <laughs> little green guys? The problem is I always end up overshooting what I want, and then they end up just orbiting the sun forever. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of just like leaving them out there to die, which I'm going to do anyways, I just started outfitting all my rockets with like long range. Uh, satellites or whatever (laughs) relays so at least they could be doing something while they're dying horribly in space i know you're roasting in the sun but god damn it you're gonna be working while you're up there yeah send back some data please (laughs) okay so they're orbiting the sun they just they're just gonna die you can't save them i I could because i'm playing like free mode i'm not playing Mm, the story or whatever all right so i could send rescue missions but they're just going to be there. I Eventually, I want to get on the moon, and then from there, get on all the other planets. But for right now, I still got to figure out orbits, baby. And okay. that's not that's not easy. I'm wondering, could a real rocket scientist actually make any of those actually function? Apparently, that's get, the physics are super real. Really? really? Yeah. Okay. So every member of the Big Bang Theory probably loves that game. Yeah. Jordan, I feel like you watch the Big Bang Theory. I I do not. <laughs> Jordan, are you a banghead? No. You watch Little Sheldon? Jordan, you Fuck watch Little no. Sheldon? <laughs> you know who loves the Big Bang Theory? Ladies. Old Papa Fox. Does he? Yeah. So do my parents. Yeah. <laughs> also that... Uh, Shana does. Tim too. Allen one. Uh, oh. Uh, home Improvement. Yes. No, no. Man of the House. Middle... Yeah. Middleman? Middle management. Man in the middle. Whatever the Malcolm fuck the it's middle. called. Stuck in the middle. Where he's the like ultra right wing yeah. outdoor store ultra? guy. 
Is he really? Oh yeah. oh, yeah, dude. All they do in that show is fucking rip on Democrats. That's okay. it. Okay. All right. liberals. All right. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. That doesn't seem like a good show for, like, NBC or... Yeah, that's why NBC dropped it and Fox picked it up, and Fox dropped Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and NBC picked up okay. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I hear, I hear about everybody loves Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but I've never met anybody who's actually watched it. Really? I've watched a few episodes. Okay. It's pretty fucking solid. It's fantastic. You like it? Oh, yeah. Is it because of the Sandberg kid, or is it because of... The Sandberg kid? I'm pretty sure he's an old-ass man now, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I he's mean... He's probably like 27. Terry Crews, him. Yeah, I was going to say it's Terry Crews. whole goddamn Terry Crews is amazing. I love Andy Sandberg, it's, though. You're never going to hear me say I don't. Yeah. yeah. Hot Rod is one of my favorite movies of I all time. I fucking love that I've movie. I've never seen it. I am the only one who parties. Yes. <laughs> Cody. You know you do, Joe. You should see it. I it should. It is good. Is it better than... I'm trying to think of that last SNL movie. Uh, Popstar? McGruber. McGruber was great. I know. I, I haven't seen it yet. The part, I don't know why. I don't know why. But the part where he's like, hold on, let me distract him. He puts a piece of celery in his ass crack and just, I had to rewind that like 50 times. I was dying laughing. It's I don't wonderful. know why it, was so, why it was so funny. It's wonderful. It's a piece of celery in a man's ass. Because it's stupid humor. <laughs> I know. And that's what we love. I know, but like we either laugh at super dark stuff or real dumb shit. <laughs> well, they kind of go hand in hand, George. Yes, yeah, certainly. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm saying I'll joke about like death and shit, but then I will also at the same time laugh uncontrollably now, at a fart. Now, Jordan, you are obviously the master of social situations. So, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, <laughs> do you read? That's the, not an overstatement you, at all. Do you read the room before you unleash a dark joke? <laughs> Uh, no, I do not. I just let that shit fly. <laughs> Jordan is room illiterate. Yeah, yes. Right. He can't read them to but save his the life. the audience doesn't know that. No. They don't know him in real life, so... But they should. We're gonna assume he's just like the... He walks in a room and everyone just stares at him like, man, I gotta talk to that fucking guy. Mr. Cool. He's definitely <laughs> not gonna make some inappropriate death joke. That's or, right, not at all. Or to start talking about aliens or flat earth or... Bum a bunch of people out for no reason. No. no not <laughs> man, that's my specialty, man. <laughs> and you with trying Jordan's... to have a good time, I will fucking shut that shit down. <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> and with Jordan's awkwardness out of the way... It is time for another episode of the Bumble Butt Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that uploads weekly. Who knows what it will be about? Certainly not me. My name is Adam. Across from me is Jordan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. Across from you is Cody. How are you? I am fantastic. Great. I want to know, real quick, mm -hmm. one interesting thing about your week in 10 seconds. We will start with Jordan. Cody. Damn it. Uh... Shit, I actually had something ready for this, and now I'm blanking it. Way to put me on the spot. <laughs> we are very boring people. Next, Cody. Oh, you were on a rafters, and you made an Instagram video about it. Oh, yeah. I discovered that uh, if you climb, like, 25 to 30 feet worth of scaffolding all day, every day, you're going to hurt a lot mm. the next day. Mm. Really? Hmm. Well, okay. that's a good discovery yeah. and an interesting thing that happened. <laughs> Cody, it's your turn. Ah, uh, fuck. I don't know. Uh, I feel like it's a very boring week. I don't know. Nothing. 
You I was going to say we hung Christmas lights at work, but I think that was last yeah, week. Yeah, that was like two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was last week. No, that was like living behind the times. Is it? So what I did, my interesting thing in okay. 10 seconds or less, I got my brisket ordered for Christmas, Ooh. and I printed out my tickets for Les Mis Tuesday oh, night. Okay. So you got a lady friend going, or is it? <clears throat> yes. Okay. A very Hell special yeah. woman. Hell yeah. Jody. Jody. Yeah, okay. Well, oh. just as good. Just as good. Now I remember what my interesting thing was. Uh, so being an Uber driver is part-time as I do it actually paid off. I got four free tickets to the Timberwolves game on December 28th. Wow. They just sent out an email. They bought out like half of the upper level, and they are like, claim your free tickets. I was like, good, because this takes care of a lot of Christmas shopping now, for me. Here's the real question. How are you going to find three other people who want to go to a Timberwolves <laughs> game? I am bringing my dad, okay. my brother, and right. my brother's wife. Okay. All right. You got it. That's their Christmas you present. You entrapped them. That's their Christmas. We cheap son of a bitch. <laughs> what is straight, wrong with you? I straight up told all of them, because like, me and my brothers have agreed, like, I fucking we're either, hate you. You're going to a Timberwolves game. Yeah, God damn it. That's awful. No, like me and my brothers a few years ago were like, listen, we're we're either not buying Christmas presents or we're not spending more than 20 bucks on each other anymore. It's like, we're all adults. We can buy mm. whatever we fucking need. Mm. And I, I agree with that. Honestly. I agree, too. I agree as yeah. well. But what we need to do is get into the episode, you idiots, because we decided to record the episode first and not between bumbles. So <laughs> yep. let's go. Jordan. It's your episode this week, so it I'm is. going to hand over control to you right now. All right. So we got a good one coming up this week. Uh, it's a topic that has intrigued me since, I don't know, I was probably 16 when I first heard about this. All right. Just a bizarre story. No one knows what happened and shit, and it is the Dyatlov Pass. Hmm. Oh, some Russian conspiracies. Yes, Ooh. I'm sure most, pe- most if not all, people listening know what the deal is. Sure. But, you know, we're just going to kind of do this, put our take on it, and put this out in the uh, cosmos. If you've watched if you've watched the Travel Russia commercial, I'm pretty sure this is featured on this there. This is on there? Yeah. Like, Come visit courses? Russian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Visit our awesome snow avalanche mountains. Visit our Yeti yeah. attacks. Yes. Goddamn right. Fucking dope, dude. <laughs> All right, let's go to the Ural Mountains, Jordan. I want to oh, hear yes. about Dilatov Pass. Dilatov Pass. It's the tragic story of nine Russian college students who were going out on a ski trip, and then all of a sudden, everything went terribly, terribly wrong. So, Dyatlov Pass, as it is now known, is located in remote eastern Russia, approximately 880 miles northeast of Moscow in the Ural Mountains. The pass itself is located on a slope of... Kolatsyaki. <laughs> or Dead Mountain. Ew. I feel like that's a bit of foreshadowing. That's sad. No, Let's go Cody, it's fine. De- they have a great ski trip. <laughs> Let's go skiing on Dead Mountain. Is it bad? I can't even... Hear the word skiing without thinking of like '80s montage videos. Sure. Oh yeah. Or like those tight neon uh, ski suits. I think of Jessica Pere in Hot Tub Time Machine. Ah, welcome to the mountain, boys. (laughs) Can you believe I'm talking to you on? I'm on my phone on a mountain, Bill. (laughs) I love that fucking movie. So, in 1959, a group was formed for a skiing expedition across the northern Urals in Sverdlovsk 
Oblast, Soviet <laughs> Oblast, Soviet Union. Igor Dyatlov, a 23-year-old radio engineering student at the Ural Polytechnical Institute, was the leader who assembled a group of nine others for the trip, most of whom were fellow students and peers at the university. They included... You ready, boys? I'm ready. Fred Adams' Russian class. Four years have led up to this moment. We're going to start with Yuri. He's 21. Mm. We're going to go with Ludmila. She's 20. We're going to go with Yuri again. But we're going to call him Georgie. Okay. Because there's too many Yuris on this expedition <laughs> yes, so far. Yes, very popular name. Georgie is 23. Alexander, 24. Zineda, 22. Rustem, mm. 23. Semyon. We're going to call him Alexander. Okay. No, we're not. We're going to call him Semyon. We're going to call him Semyon. Because <laughs> there's another Alexander. <laughs> and he is 38. And then we have Yudin, 21. Mm. Yes. Why is a 38-year-old man with all these young kids? Is he like that guy that just... Yeah, that's that's the one that threw me off. Like, who's this creepy old he, fuck? So he's like uh, Matthew McConaughey in Days and Confused. That's mm. like his role, I'm assuming, mm. Jordan. Is that right? Yeah. He's just the old guy who never doesn't want to grow up. He's trying to get this hot You know the nice thing trip. about high school Lude, girls? Lude they Lude always stay the same age. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I wish you You're said, a pedophile, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you would have said that in a Russian accent. <laughs> you know the good thing about high school girls? They always stay the same age. All right, all right, all right. Thank you, Semyon. Three Peloski. Half Russian, half Middle Eastern. Thank you. you Listen, remember, we've already this- established... I'm not the best with accents. Okay, when I was editing last week's episode, every accent with Jordan, it has like a tinge of what it's supposed to be, and then the rest is Middle Eastern. <laughs> yeah. So it's like we had a Brooklyn Middle I, I Eastern. I spent too much time Italian dealing man. with the uh, buyers at the auction. <laughs> <laughs> Each member of the group, which consisted, as we just heard, of eight men and two women, were experienced grade two hikers with ski tour experience and would be receiving grade 3 certification upon their return. Hell yeah. Wow. I know. Hell so they have to go on an adventure to gain their <laughs> certification. Yep. That's pretty dope. Oh, yeah. So at this time, this was the highest certification available in the Soviet Union mm. and required candidates to traverse 300 kilometers wow. or 190 miles. The goal of the expedition was to reach a, a tortin, a mountain <laughs> 10 kilometers north of the site of the incident. This route, in February, was estimated as Category 3, the most difficult. Uh, so that's they have to get cert then. Yes. There's no way they can't be certified. Yep. They, they seem pretty what? young to get, like, the highest... Well, not our boy Semyon. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> that he's man fa- should have had a He's failed three quite a few times mm. by now. <laughs> but, like, what I gather from this is, like, they're going to do this trek, and that's going to get them to their 300 kilometers Gotta to be. get the certification. Okay. Well, they won't, though. Wow. Well, don't spoil Spoiler the Spoiler alert. They might make it. The Yeti will get his certification. <laughs> his certification in flesh eating. Yeah. Now, the group arrived by train at Ivdel, a small town in the center of the northern province of Sverdlovsk Oblast in the early morning hours of January 25th, 1959. They then took a truck to Vizai, a lorry village that is the last inhabited settlement to the north. Mm. While spending the night in Vizai, 
the skiers purchased and ate loaves of bread to keep their energy levels up for the following day's hike. Carbo load, bro. Exactly, just like marathon runners. Oh, yeah, they should have got a plate of sandwiches. You know what my favorite is? <laughs> <laughs> Throwback to last week. That's a plate fantastic. of sandwiches. <laughs> My favorite is when uh, Bar League softball teams show up at an Olive Garden for the never-ending pasta. Oh, yeah. Talking about how they got a carbo load for the big tournament. Like, fuck off. Oh, my How Lord. about that case of beer you drank already is enough carbo <laughs> yeah. loading? I thought that was the whole... Go eat, like, ten brats, you fucking moron. I thought that was no. the whole point of softball, to, like, pretend like you're doing something. It but is. you're just getting yeah, wasted. Yeah, no, that's exactly show- what it is. showing off for the ladies. It's all the guys who can't let go of that one game they started <laughs> on varsity. I was on a def- Division four baseball team. The Braves, they were looking at me. Yeah. They were looking oh, at me. Oh, they sent the scouties. But my damn knee blew out on me, and now I'm here stuck <laughs> smoking mm-hmm. these softball boys. <laughs> Stamping bumpers. <laughs> smoking these softball boys and three packs of Marlboro Ultralights. <laughs> now, on January 27th, they began their trek toward Otorten from Vizhai. On January 28th, one of the members, Yuri Yudin, who suffered from several health ailments, including rheumatism and a congenital heart defect. Fuck. I feel like he shouldn't be climbing. <laughs> no. Yeah. I think he realizes that because he was forced to turn back due to knee and joint pain that made him unable to continue the hike. Everybody else, they kept going on it. It's like in 300. OD1 bed went back. <laughs> no. A lot of men went back, but only one looked back at his friends. I don't think that's the right quote at all. No. no I, I don't think it. so. I nope. don't think it is. Listen, you tried. I did. Go get some vodka, Yuri, and call it a day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so diaries and cameras found around their last campsite made it possible to track the group's route up to the day preceding the incident. On January 31st, the group arrived at the edge of a highland area and began to prepare for climbing. In a wooden valley, they cached surplus food and equipment that would be used for the trip back. The following day, February 1st, obviously, mm. the hikers started to move through the pass. It seems they planned to get over the pass and make camp for the next night on the opposite side. But because of worsening weather conditions, snowstorms, and decreasing visibility, they lost their direction and deviated west, up Idiots. towards yeah, <laughs> up towards the top of Kolat Sayakal. When they realized their mistake, the group decided to stop and set up camp there on the slope of the mountain, rather than moving one and a half kilometers downhill to a forest area, which would have offered some shelter from the elements. Yudin postulated that... Dyatlov probably did not want to lose the altitude they had gained, or he decided to practice camping on the mountain slope. Someone's watched Eastern Promises before. (laughs) Or just loves Russian culture. That could be too. Which, you know, I feel bad that I didn't wear my Adidas hoodie today. <laughs> oh, man. That would have been perfect. Or your gold chain, or your jacket. We established he, he does sha- not have a gold chain. And he shaved his chest. That's very inappropriate. I'm to Russian never man. shaving my chest right. until it's fully tattooed. That's not what my cheek says. You should just get uh, Russian mafia tattoos, Jordan. Just yeah. Yeah. And then go to Russia and walk around yeah. shirtless. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll be good for me. <laughs> And on that slope is where these young, unfortunate adventurers would meet their end. I know that is the ultimate spoiler alert, but I'm sure everybody knows what the fuck happens sure in this goddamn they story. died like four times. Pretty. I know, Cody, but I'm just trying to <laughs> what are you trying build to do? suspense. I don't know. Okay. As long as you don't know, that's all I needed to know. 
I never have you any idea say what it, I'm or, doing. You have to say it cryptically, like they and on that slope is where these young, that's not unfortunate <laughs> adventurers would meet their end. But before leaving, Dyatlov had agreed he would send a telegram to their sports club as soon as the group returned to Vizai. It was expected that this would happen no later than February 12th, but Dyatlov had told Yudin before his departure from the group that he expected to be longer. When the 12th passed and no messages had been received, there was no immediate reaction, as delays of a few days were very common in such expeditions. Mm, yeah. You're in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> and you're yeah. trying to go like 190 miles. How the miles. fuck are you yeah. going to send a telegram? Like, it seems very hard to... Uh, you go to the office and they go beep 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 beep. Go to those mountainside telegraph offices. You can't just text something. They got wires and shit. That's right. It was not until the relatives of the travelers demanded a rescue operation on February twentieth that the head of the institute sent. That's like eight. That's like eight days after they were supposed to hear from them. Yeah. No. This is. It took a fucking minute. You know what? I mean, they could have just assumed they got lost or. Well, that's eight days, though. Like, fucking it's at not, least try and figure something out. It's 1959 Russia. I mean, yeah. Come on. They didn't really care. Nah, anyway. Exactly. Nah. But that was when they sent the first rescue groups, consisting of volunteer students and teachers. Later, the army and other militia, which is what the police forces in the Soviet Union were mm. called, became involved with planes and helicopters being ordered to join the rescue operation. Could have started from that, like, right away. Yeah, you could yeah. have done that. I mean, seems like that would be a good guess, since you're covering a fucking mountain range. <laughs> yep. But, you know, let's just go did they, on Did foot they not have snowmobiles, Jordan? <clears throat> yeah, Jordan, didn't they have any Polaris's I around? I played I, I Modern Warfare. I don't Warfare. know if snowmobiles were around in it. I played you know Modern what? Warfare 2, and those Russians were driving snowmobiles when you're fleeing down the mountain. Well, you know what Explain was around that. then? Euro motorcycles because those were used in World War II <laughs> and they had sidecars and they had oh, drive yeah. to the sidecar wheel. Yeah. So it was yeah. basically a 4x4 version of a motorcycle. So it was a 2x2. Two two. How about St. Bernard's? Could have they sent out any St. Bernard's? Oh, with little barrels? Yeah. That, to like, here's some whiskey. We could we'll use you. food, but no, okay. Well, no, St. Bernard's. Oh, no, vodka. Those were more of an Austrian thing. Or Swiss thing. Quit being racist. Yeah, you fucking Neanderthal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know. But yeah. it ended it at fits. Neanderthal. It you fits, know what? It fits him. I was going to say, it It works. <laughs> On February 26th, the searchers found the group's abandoned and badly damaged tent on Kolatsiakl. The campsite baffled the search party. Mikhail Sharavin, the student who found the tent, said... The tent was half torn down and covered with snow. It was empty, and all the group's belongings and shoes had been left behind. I was gonna say, what kind of a sick fuck leaves his shoe behind? Uh, irresponsible. That's sir. what we gotta figure out. Especially okay. in right. the fucking winter. Yeah. The blistery Russian mountain. Dead of winter, near a mountain peak. You ever in ran Russia? barefoot on snow? It's very uncomfortable. I have not. I have. <laughs> you should like, try Mainly it. because, like. Tonight, like you know what school is like? You sit in a hot tub in the winter, and then you hop out, you run around ah. in the snow, then you hop back in, and you get that little bit of a tingly feeling? No. Why did you say that like a New pedophile. Yorker? Pedophile. Yeah, or a pedophile. A New Yorker, I a.k.a. Middle Eastern. <laughs> I don't know, guys. <laughs> See, Just... now he did a proper New York accent. I don't I don't know what's going on here. Right. Listen, when I don't try, I succeed. Investigators said the tent had been cut open from the inside. Mm. 
eight or nine sets of footprints left by people who were only wearing socks, a single shoe, or were even barefoot could be followed, leading down towards the edge of a nearby woods on the opposite side of the pass, roughly one and a half kilometers to the northeast. This is the part that gets a lot of people, is why the fuck would they cut open their tents and run out without fucking shoes or clothes on? I don't know. I don't know. Unless mm. unless Yuri whipped his penis out in a sick joke and they all ran out of there right oh, away. They I probably got That's... scared by how big of a hog it is. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest here. Your name's Yuri. You're from Russia what's in the that, 50s. What's that game where you like tuck your wiener between your legs and you tell a scary story and then you stand up real quick? Buffalo Bill. <laughs> yeah. <it's> just... <laughs> Would you fuck me? It's definitely Buffalo Bill. <laughs> or fuck me. <laughs> Listen, uh, this is very sketchy to me. This is indeed very sketchy. Yeah. 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 I agree with you. Something, something fishy is going on here. Now, after 500 meters, these tracks were covered with snow. At the forest's edge, under a large Serbian pine, in popular parlance, it is called a cedar. Siberian. I felt that would be a fun little nerdy thing to put in there. Very nerdy. The searchers found the visible remains of a small fire. Ooh. That is where the first two bodies, those of Krvanashenko and no. Doroshenko, hey. Shoeless and dressed only in their underwear were found. The branches on the tree were broken up to five meters high, suggesting that one of the skiers had climbed up to look for something. Perhaps the camp, Mm. which would make sense. You bail out, then you're like, I made a terrible mistake. I I need need to get the fuck back there. Where is it? I need to find at least some pants. (laughs) Would be nice. (laughs) I would be way more concerned about shoes. No, yeah. no, no. Let's be honest. Pants, pants Your are digits fun. are going to go before a full limb is. You can live without toes. I just don't want to no, be No, you lose your big toe, you lose your sense of balance, dude. What? Yeah. You lose your big toe, you die? No, you just, like, aren't, <laughs> yes. aren't real well balanced. <laughs> you need your sense of balance Listen, to live. <laughs> no, it's if you lose your pinky, you die. Yeah. All right. You know what's funny? My dad, they... So he had this weird thing called... They call it hammer toes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know we're on a podcast, but imagine your fourth toe and your pinky sits on top of it. Mm-hmm. His was like that for so long, they had to amputate his pinky toe. <laughs> so I can't remember which foot it is. He'll be sitting there barefoot, and there's just no pinky there. It's very <laughs> weird. It's very weird. Dude, apparently my boss is missing like three toes on one of his feet. What really? the fuck? And he's he missing like now? <laughs> from he's missing like from the top knuckle up on his left forefinger. Jesus! What the hell? You'd be like, sir, you need. To take better care of your fucking digits. <laughs> Steel well, toes, please, sir. I think the toes was because when he was a kid, like one of his brothers fucking pushed him into like a moving part of a farm machine or something. Awesome. Yeah, sounds so, like old time kid play. Yeah, good old Chad. <laughs> I love that dude so much. And between the pine and the camp, the searchers found three more corpses Dietlav, Kolmogorova, and Slobodin who seemed to have died in poses, suggesting they were attempting to return to the tent. They were found separately at distances of 300, 480, and 630 meters from the tree. So what what is a, in your, in your approximation, what is a pose attempting to return to the tent? Is that like they're frozen solid, like trying to peel open the door? Well, when I was doing the research on this, I looked at, pictures that investigators has, had taken so these people they were it looked like they were crawling 
towards okay. it. Okay. Like the all pictures right, are right. graphic and disturbing. Okay. So they were okay. all heading to the same. It looked like they were all heading to the same location. Yeah. yeah. So, so and they just it? like didn't have the strength or something to sure. actually okay. walk. So this is five bodies now we found. Yes. Okay. Okay. For some reason, I was picturing like maybe Dal Daltov or whatever is holding a stake. The other one's trying to hammer it down, and that's how <laughs> they died. Like they're trying yeah. to get the tent put back. Listen, that would be amazing <laughs> if that's what happened, but it is not what happened. Looking it's like those the fucking so- stakes, they get everybody, man. <laughs> Looking like the soldiers from that uh, Japanese thing where they were oh, raising, raising the flag, flag on yeah. Iwo Jima. Yeah. Yeah. Except they're trying to put a tent together. <laughs> <laughs> So searching for the remaining four travelers took more than two months, which is crazy because they couldn't have gone too far from the camp. They were finally found on May 4th under four meters of snow in a ravine 75 meters further into the woods from the pine tree. These four were better dressed than the others, and there were signs that those who had died first had apparently relinquished their clothes to the others. Aww. Okay. Zolotaryov was wearing Dubinina's fur coat and hat, while Dubinina's foot was wrapped in a piece of Kravanashenko's wool trousers. Aww. Okay. So that's nice. Yeah. Why they... is she wearing a fur coat and hat? That's not the time for fashion. Yeah, that is like... a true... Yeah, that's true. But that's warm. Yeah, but she was also... Uh... Pita conscious. It's faux for her. Ah, it's not even real. Okay. Fucking ghost system. Good for her. Animals don't need to die she for your coats. She would be t- uh, saying things like, what's the offensive one now? Oh, bring it home the bacon. Bring home the bacon. She yeah. wouldn't be saying, or yeah. roosters flew the rooster, whatever. The yeah. Fuck that the one roosters is. flew the roost. My favorite one. <laughs> no, they came home to I roost. I love it. When the chickens walked on the ground. <laughs> Let's just come up with a whole bunch of new terms, guys. I feel Good. like you haven't been on the internet and seen all the, the new offensive animal I ha- Well, things. Wally told me about them. Ah. Crimp and Willie told oh, me about them. Good old Crimp and Willie. God, I love Crimp and Willie. Anyway, go ahead. A legal inquest started immediately after finding the first five bodies. A medical examination found no injuries which might have led to their deaths, and it was eventually concluded that they all had died of hypothermia. Slobodin had a small crack in his skull, but it was not thought to be a fatal wound. An examination of the four bodies which were found in May shifted the narrative as to what had occurred during the incident. Three of the ski hikers had fatal injuries. Thibaut Brinolis had major skull damage, and both Dubinina and Zolotaryov had major chest fractures. Hmm. According to Dr. Boris, holy hell. Let me see. Where is it? Vazrajdeni. According to Dr. Boris Vazrajdeni, the force required to cause such damage would have been extremely high, comparing it to the force of a car crash. Notably, the bodies had no external wounds related to the bone fractures, as if they had been subjected to a high level of pressure. Hmm. However, major external injuries were found on Dubanina, who was missing her tongue, eyes, Part of her lips, as well as facial tissue, her face, me, a tape, <laughs> and a fragment of skull bone. Huh. She also had s- extensive skin maceration, the softening and breaking down of skin due to exposure mm. to moisture, mm. which oh, okay. I put in there for myself because I okay. had no fucking clue what that was. So it's like when it gets in wood and <clears throat> starts expanding and yeah, shit? pretty okay. much. Ew. See, when I thought like when you're in a hot tub for too long and you turn into a webby Prune. creature. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that, <laughs> that maceration was on her hands. 
Uh, it was claimed that Dubinia was found lying face down in a small stream that ran under the snow and that her external injuries were in line with putrefaction in a wet environment and were unlikely to be related to her death. Okay. Okay, well, that makes sense. If Post-mortem. It's snow, yeah. Yeah. it's melting. Exactly. And they didn't start searching for but, them for eight days. But it's very... Uh, how does she lose... Tongue, eyes, lips. So it's we'll like, get to that. Okay, that right. that part is actually easily explained. And how did their bones break with the force of a car crash? That's the part that nobody really knows because you'd think with that there would be like a huge bruise or mm-hmm. something like that Anything. or damage to muscle tissue. But there wasn't. It was literally just broken bones. That's stupid and makes no sense no, to me. No, it doesn't. I know that as humans, we are stupid, like <laughs> yeah. dumb meat bags that just get broken and die, but there should be some sign. Yeah, like, I've broken my arm. You know what sign there was on the outside that I broke Your my arm? Your bone was protruding. It was not a compound fracture, okay. but right. it was swollen, and it was fucking black and blue. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good sign. So... Yeah, there's all that. So that makes no goddamn okay, sense. Okay, okay. Have your lips ever went missing? Uh, no. But like Once. I said, <laughs> that part they is just a- got ripped off. That's like one of night. that's one of the few explainable parts of this story. That seems like the least explainable when your lips go missing. We'll, well get to we'll it. Get right. And the right. second we get to right. it, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, I'm a fucking the moron." Li- the lips are blowing my mind right now. Yeah, right now that's killing you, and I like it. <laughs> There was initial speculation that the indigenous Monsi people might have attacked and murdered the group for encroaching upon their lands, but investigation indicated that the nature of their deaths did not support this hypothesis. The hikers' footprints alone were visible, and they showed no sign of a hand-to-hand struggle. Okay. Can you, uh, are, what are the Monsi? Are we going to go into this? Uh, no. They're, are they like, uh, like a... They're just like an indigenous people in the okay. Urals, okay. basically. So kind of like, like the Aborigines of Russia. Gotcha. Hmm. So they're just tribesmen. Yeah, pretty much. Although the temperature was very low, around negative 25 to negative 30 degrees Celsius, which Please is... Please use freedom units, you son of a fuck. <laughs> I, I was just about to. Thank you. For the sake of the story and where it is, I wanted to put all their measurements in there. Fuck but this Soviets. would be... Negative 13 to negative 22 degrees real temperature. Oh, that's fucking cold, man. I could just see you, your little son's there. He's like, Daddy, what does 22OF mean? Freedom units, you little (laughs) common bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And paired with those ungodly godly temperatures which we're about to get here in minnesota pretty soon i think oh yeah Mm. there was a storm blowing the dead were only partially dressed throughout this entire ordeal you ain't gonna last long no 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 no, no, no. like we said earlier some only had one shoe others had no shoes or wore socks it was like 20 degrees today and i thought i was gonna die walking in my truck Really? Yeah. I thought it was kind of warm today. It hit the 40s, dude. Oh. Did it really? Yeah. Yes, like yesterday, I know a lot of our California listeners and stuff will think we're nuts, but it's like 38 degrees, had the shirt on, no coat, it felt like it was a million degrees out. Oh. That's how uh, how horrible it's been. <laughs> I'm just glad that glare ice is off the fucking roads mm-hmm. for now. Mm-hmm. It I agree. It never bothered me. Me neither, but I yeah, I saw it bother a lot of people. <laughs> that that and one those morning, are the ones that scare me. Well, the, because I, I'm still I, doing 80 miles an hour on 94 to get to work. Well, that's because you're a nihilist and you don't care if you die or not. Yeah, that's so. a good point. <laughs> you're a real Nietzsche. 
Journalists reporting on the available parts of the inquest files claim that it states, and I want Cody to read this part here. Read it. Six of the group members died of hypothermia and three of the fatal injuries. Number two. There were no indications of other people nearby and Kulet Sikrachen, apart from the nine travelers. Number three. The tent had been ripped open from within. Number four. The victims had died six to eight hours after their last meal. Number five. Trades from the camp showed that all group members left the campsite on their own accord, on foot. Number six. To dispel the theory of an attack by the indigenous Manzi people, Dr. <laughs> Vosrujani stated that the fatal injuries of the three bodies could not have been caused by another human being. Because the force of the blows had been too strong and no soft tissue had been damaged. Oh, I, you. I think this is number seven. Released documents contain no information about the condition of the skier's internal organs. <laughs> number eight. There were no survivors of the incident. <laughs> number nine. <laughs> At the time of the verdict was that the group members all died because of the compelling nature force. The inquest officially ceased on May 1949 <laughs> as a result of the absence of a guilty party. The files were sent to a secret archive. See, the best part okay. is I don't think Cody was actually supposed to read no, that, that part, you. but I'm so happy that he did. <laughs> Me! <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> a special Chicago man's reading this, but okay, or whatever the hell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know oh, what that shit. is, but I don't get to do voiceovers very often, so I gotta hey, take it's advantage the of it. Man. <laughs> <laughs> there were no indications of other people. <laughs> you guys been to Squabs and had a Euro lately? <laughs> On April twelfth, two thousand eighteen. That's this year. Yes, it is. Oh. The remains of Semyon Zolotarev were ex. The 38-year-old pedophile, by the way. <laughs> yes. Okay, all right. Even though he's not a pedophile because they're all over 20 on this expedition. It's just a little weird. It's yes. a little, little weird. We're exhumed upon the initiative of journalists of the re- Russian tabloid Komsomolskaya Pravda, which means truth. You can just call it Pravda. Do you think that... You know that, what? Thank you, Adam. You are welcome. Do you think this tabloid also has the secret life of uh, Princess Diana or some horse Ooh, shit like this? that? Oh, they might be talking about Batboy. I mean, it's... Uh, Tom t- Cruise reveals secrets of beating Katie, whatever her name is. Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. Pravda is the uh, the best-selling newspaper in Russia, even okay, today. Okay, so this isn't a joke. Really? This mm-hmm. isn't a joke newspaper. This is a legit news No, source. I mean... It's a tabloid, too, okay. but it's All still, right. like, read by everybody. Okay. Uh, gotcha. And it's called it's Truth. Not like, it's not like our tabloids, though. No. So. Yeah, it's not like the National Enquirer. Yeah, or the Weekly World News. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> oh, my grandpa loved those newspapers. Those are so they funny. So Dude, they were funny. great. Here's how dumb I was as a kid. I thought they were real. You thought oh, yeah. Bad Boy was real? I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's what started my love of, like, cryptozoology and the paranormal. Oh, say it right. Sorry, Zipto-Crewology. <laughs> I'm sorry. All of our listeners, I apologize. That's for you, Black Man. I misspoke. <laughs> a lot of people like that. Remember that. Yeah. I'm going to try to get that changed it's, it's in the like, dictionary. I was just hearing this. Like People are, are saying, like you got to come up with a catchphrase for your podcast and this, and it, but you can't just make up one. It's got to come naturally, right? Yeah, that's stupid. And Jordan, out of everybody, now has Zipto-Crewology, and 
Me and you are just looking like yeah. assholes. If I hear, in the fucking breeze. If I hear anybody else using Zipto-Chirology, <laughs> I will fucking drive or fly to wherever you are Whoa. and give you a very stern talking to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not going to fight you because... Violence is I'm, bad. I'm a little bitch. I, I fall over putting on pants. We're all little bitches. You ever climbed four f- flights of scaffolding, bitch? Huh? <laughs> That's what you're going to tell Look, step up. I bet I can get up there faster. You want to race me to the top of the scaffolding, motherfucker? <laughs> what is this, Mario 64? <laughs> I think so. Adam, you'll be throwing barrels at him as they're trying to get up there. I'll, I'll be throwing boxes of cultured stone. <laughs> like, get, get off my stack of climbers. Continue, Contradicting Jordan. results were obtained. One of the experts stated that the character of the injuries resembled a person knocked down by a car, and the DNA analysis did not reveal any similarity to the DNA of living relatives. What? How does yeah. that make sense? I don't know. Hmm. Aliens. In addition, it turned out that the name of Semyon Zolotarev is not on the list of buried at the Ivanovskoy Cemetery. Nevertheless. <laughs> Nevertheless. The reconstruction, <laughs> nevertheless, the reconstruction of the face along the exhumed skull coincides with the post-war photogra- photographs of Semyon. Although journalists expressed suspicions that another person was hiding under the name of Semyon Zolotarev after the war. Fucking the hell? draft dodgers. And now that we've covered uh, all of what happened, because that's literally all that anybody knows. Okay, mm-hmm. nine okay. men up. Ten men up, nine no. men dead, one man back. No, no, no. Nine Seven men, men two women up. I use men Every as... single per- <laughs> one of them dead. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Except old... ten up. Except Yuri, who... That's who, right. Who's the guy whose knees went on? Is he That's Yuri? him, Yuri. He headed back. He had to go get vodka or whatever. That's Yuri right. Yudin. After all that and this just weird-ass shit that happened, what happened? No one knows. I don't know. But What's it going to be about? No one knows, especially mm-hmm. not me. <laughs> a lot of people have thrown out their guesses at it. So here's some of the more popular theories as to what happened. Okay. The most logical sounding one when you first hear it is an avalanche. Mm. Mm. You hear avalanches when they happen. And, you know, that one has gained a lot of popularity in what happened here. They but, were buried too, right? At some point they were under the snow? Yes. But we're going to get into why the theory of an avalanche has been questioned, and a lot of people have skepticism. All right. An avalanche isn't as sexy, though, as the other ones. No, yeah. Yeah. American skeptic author Benjamin Radford suggests as more plausible... That the group woke up in a panic and cut their way out of the tent, either because an avalanche had covered the entrance to their tent, or because they were scared that an avalanche was imminent. Better to have a potentially repairable slit in a tent than risking buried alive in it under tons of snow. They were poorly clothed because they had been sleeping, and ran to the safety of the nearby woods where trees would help slow oncoming snow. In the darkness of night, they got separated into two or three groups. One group made a fire, hence the burned hands, while the others tried to return to the tent to recover their clothing. Since the danger had apparently passed, but it was too cold, and they all froze to death before they could locate their tent in the darkness. 
At some point, the clothes may have been recovered or swapped from the dead, but at any rate, the group of four whose bodies were most severely damaged were caught in an avalanche and buried under four meters, a.k.a. 13 feet, of snow. Jesus. More than enough to account for the compelling natural force the medical examiner described. Dubini... <laughs> Dubinina's tongue was likely removed by scavengers and ordinary predation. So that's why her lips were gone. Mm. You know, birds and shit, they're going to go for the soft tissue that's sure. easy to eat. Right. So basically what this guy is, is theorizing is that the avalanche was coming, the two groups had different ideas on how to survive, yep. and they kind of split up. One group dies, the other group tries to salvage their shit from them. Exactly. Okay. All right. I mean... It's not as cool, but I guess it makes the most sense. It makes sense. It makes way more sense to me than... <laughs> yeah. what, is, what is that called? The Oculum's Razor? Is that when... Uh, no. Occam's Razor. Occam's Razor, sorry. The Oculus Rift Razor. <laughs> but here's the thing, boys. There is plenty of evidence contradicting the avalanche theory, such as the location of the incident did not have any obvious signs of an avalanche having taken place. Well, that's av- going to that's gonna be a problem yeah. for this theory. <laughs> an avalanche would have left certain patterns of dis- debris distributed over a wide area. The bodies found within 10 days of the event were covered with a very shallow layer of snow. Mm. And had there been an avalanche of su- sufficient strength to sweep away the second party, these bodies would have been swept away as well. Yeah. This would have caused more serious and different injuries in the process and would have damaged the tree line. All right, you've convinced me. The Mm. avalanche is a fucking hoax. We're not done with debunking the avalanche. Over 100 expeditions to the region were held since the incident, and none of them ever reported conditions that might create an avalanche. Mm. A study of the area using up-to-date terrain-related physics revealed that the... Location was entirely unlikely for such an avalanche to have occurred. SimCity 4 does not count as a realistic <laughs> physics terrain related. That the, is fucking false. What if, the, that, if this doctor just sat playing on his computer? He's like, well, the avalanche isn't happening on here, so I don't, I, I don't know. My the, sims are just fine, all right? The quote-unquote dangerous conditions found in another nearby area which had significantly steeper slopes and cornices, were observed in April and May when the snowfalls of winter were melting. During February, when the incident occurred, there were no such conditions. Okay. Mm, okay. And so in, the melting causes those conditions, yes. right? Because it loosens shit up and then shit yep. if shits you, downhill. Just before we continue, if you can remember, how they were roughly about a mile up the mountain, right? About 0.93 miles up the mountain. That's Sounds like you asking. know exactly how far they yeah. are. I remember seeing that number, so I'm assuming yeah. that's what it is. Well, no, I think it was they initially... M- no, they missed where they were originally going by roughly a mile to the west. Okay. Mm. All right. All right. I'm trying to figure, because obviously when you're going to mountain, you can't just go straight. You have to, yeah. like, zigzag and shit, but... Yeah, this ain't Skyrim. No. You can't just pull your horse straight up the <laughs> I wish it was. I know. Continuing on why it wasn't an avalanche, an analysis of the terrain, the slope, and the incline indicates that even if there could have been a very specific avalanche that circumvents the other criticisms, its trajectory would have bypassed the tent. It had collapsed laterally, but not horizontally. That is weird. So, it 
was literally <clears throat> crushed down. It crushed down. An avalanche would swipe it yeah. from the side. Yeah, exactly. It would be washed down the mountain further. Exactly. Huh. And the last point is Dyatlov was an experienced skier, and the much older Alexander Zolotaryov was studying for his master's certificate in ski instruction and mountain hiking. Neither of these two men would have ever been likely to camp anywhere in the path of a potential avalanche. Hmm. That's so, a good point, actually. That's mm. a very good point. Like, and, you know, that's not to discredit everybody else in the party. They were all very experienced skiers and mountaineers. Right. Hmm. Like, none of them would have set up camp anywhere near where an avalanche could have happened. And, you know, like it said... The trees would have been fucked up. Yep. The tent would have been wiped down the mountain. Not crushed vertically down. Yeah. In your research, did you see anything? Like, let's say, have they noticed from, say, 1959 all the way to present any avalanches that have transpired on that mountain? No, that I actually did look that up. Uh, before that, as far as, you know, they could record, there has never been an avalanche okay. at Dyatlov Pass. And from then to now, there has never been an avalanche so, at right. Dyatlov so Pass. So if it, if theoretically mm-hmm. it was an avalanche, that was like a one in a billion chance that there's yeah. going to be a yeah. very specific avalanche that got him. We call that but, a Soviet lottery winner. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we call that. But yeah, Benjamin Radford saying they were covered in 13 feet of snow is a lie. Oh. Oh, yeah. Call his ass out. Again, call him out. again, looking at the pictures, like, the authorities took when they uncovered the first few bodies right after it happened. Yeah, they're covered in maybe eight inches to a foot of snow. That's a lot different than 13 fucking feet. <laughs> yes, it is. He's like my like mom. They, he just, they basically he just, just had to brush it off with their hand. They're like, there's a body there. You know, I was going to say, he's like my mom. You take an inch, and then you tell everybody it's 12 inches. Perfect. You got to amplify yeah. because... They aren't gonna. They aren't gonna say nothing if it's only an inch. No. It's got to be twelve inches. Let's say so. grow a pair. That's why me and sh- me and uh, my sister always make fun of her. <laughs> if we get two inches here, we'll be like, I bet at home they're getting at least six to twelve inches somewhere <laughs> oh, yeah. in that range. <laughs> yeah. Call up mom. How much snow are you getting? Well, we're getting bombarded here. I don't even think we're gonna make it to town tomorrow. <laughs> I'm gonna have to eat your dad. I don't know. I don't, well, no, we'll eat the cats first, then your dad. No, I was second, gonna say we, we gotta it. eat your dad. That's that's shame is approaching. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, the, the women family. in your family eat the men. <laughs> so, so we'll talk about this on Bumbles, but real quickly, we were because it's it's my birthday in two days. Happy birthday to so so, you. So we, they're kind of celebrating with me today, and they're my sister's making a collage or something of our old home videos, right? And we were all watching my, our family videos, being embarrassed, and she kept referring to my sister as her cat. She's like, "Oh, you remind me of my cat at home." And I'm like, "Why are you Why are you comparing your daughter to your cat that Cody, like, what the fuck shit. is going on I down swear there? to god. You fucking Iwegians. I swear she lo- that's how much god. she loves her cat. She loves her cat, okay? Like a daughter. Yeah. Cody, can we get back to the story? Okay, please. Cuz we, we still that. have some more <laughs> theories to cover here. I got some theories about empty nest syndrome is what I got some theories about. We'll yeah, talk we'll about cover it that in between Did you? So, another popular theory on what happened to the party is infrasound. Okay. And it was popularized by Donnie Eicher's 2013 book, Dead Mountain. What are they going to do? See if the the pass is pregnant? (laughs) (laughs) 
Get it? I get yes. it. Take my wife, I don't please. Think that's what Except that is. that's an ultrasound. <laughs> oh. But that theory is that when going around Kolatsakal Mountain created a Carmen Vortex Street, which can produce infrasound capable of inducting panic attacks in humans. Wow. What? I'm, that's what I'm going to call a, my depression from now on. It's just infrasound. It's just infrasound. According to Iker's theory, the infrasound generated by the wind as it passed over the top of Kolatsakal Mountain was responsible for causing physical discomfort and mental distress in the hikers. Iker claims that, because of their panic, the hikers were driven to leave the tent by whatever means necessary and fled down the slope. By the time they were further down the, the hill, they would have been out of the infrasound's path and would have regained their composure. Mm. But in the darkness, they would not be able to return to their right. shelter. Okay. The traumatic injuries suffered by three of the victims were the result of their stumbling over the ledge of a ravine in the darkness and landing on the rocks at the bottom, which doesn't make sense yeah. because that would have left external injuries right. yeah. and soft right. tissue. Right. Okay, so, now, are this they... one kind of done, maybe? But that's stupid. What the hell? Has <laughs> this ever been proved anywhere else where it's like gusts of wind cause like, panic? I have no idea. This is like saying that, that poop note exists or something. That's the what brown I note? Yeah, yeah, the brown note. This I, is I, dumb as fuck. <laughs> get in for some... We're going to move right on. I'm not going to yeah. have any credence no, fuck you, Mr. Donnie Eckhart. Iker. Iker yeah. and your dead mom. That and one's... fuck you, Bob Iger, the fucking CEO of Disney. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> Now, on to what I think is probably the most likely, military testing. It's because you're racist. Yeah. You don't like Russians. Yeah. Listen, if I didn't like Russians, would I buy a, a sick-ass Adidas hoodie? Yeah. You could be from any other Slavic country. You could be Ukrainian. I love, you could I love, be Ukrainian. I love the Tripoloski. Okay. okay. All right. Because it makes me true Slav, not Amerikanski Spiska. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that was, but you're getting an exorcism after the show. <laughs> so speculation exists that the campsite fell within the path of a Soviet parachute mine exercise. This theory alleges that the hikers, woken by loud explosions, mm. fled the tent in a shoeless, shell-shocked panic and found themselves unable to return for supply retrieval. Yes. After some members froze to death, attempting to endure the bombardment, others commandeered their clothing, only to be fatally injured by subsequent parachute mine concussions. There are indeed records of parachute mines being tested by the Soviet military in that area around the time the hikers were there. Yeah. Okay. Hey, it's solved, boys. <laughs> Batman, Uncle Adam Batman just solved the crime for us all. <laughs> now, it was for... definitely Soviet parachute mines. I I believe it. Now, for you any... ever heard of Kakistan? <laughs> Kakistan is that the one where they dropped all the nukes and now people are all mutated or like right? Am I right? All I the don't babies know. are like genetically altered and shit. I have no and idea. The whole country, I think, is Kakistan. Oh, is that the one from Dark Tourism? Yeah, but there's yeah. a lot of shows about yeah, that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, all the yeah. kids like DNA is like mutated and shit. It's really sad. Anyway, go ahead. You. For anyone who doesn't know. Parachute mines detonate while still in the air rather than upon striking the Earth's surface and produce signature injuries similar to those experienced by the hikers. Mm. Heavy internal damage with comparably less external trauma. Mm. The theory coincides with reported sightings of glowing orange obes, which 
floating or falling in the sky within the general vicinity of the hikers, potentially military aircraft or descending parachute mines. Hmm. This theory, among others, uses scavenging animals to explain Dubonina's injuries. Again, that makes perfect sense. Hmm. Some speculate the bodies were unnaturally manipulated due to characteristic livor mortis markings discovered during the autopsy, as well as burns to hair and skin. Hmm. Photographs of the tent allegedly show that it was apparently erected incorrectly, something the experienced hikers were unlikely to have done. Which, I mean, I can't tell by a picture if a tent is constructed <laughs> incorrectly. No, especially not in a 1959 have you, Soviet Have you ever tent. looked at a Cabela's catalog and looked at the tents if they were made properly, Jordan? No, I look at the tents and I'm like, hey, that can fit, you know, me and... Some people in it. Yeah. That's three, all I look three at. Three other people. Um, so are they so it's just kind of saying like, okay, the mine's coming down, it explodes, the concussive pressure from that explosion could have broken the ribs and shit. Without causing yes. external yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. Alright, alright, I'm following. A similar theory alleges the testing of radiological weapons and is partially based on the discovery of radioactivity on some of the clothing as well as the bodies being described by relatives as, as having orange skin and gray hair. However, radioactive dispersal would have affected all of the hikers and equipment instead of just some of it, which I can't remember who it was. I should have typed it in here. Uh, one of them had a camera, and pretty much his entire roll of film that was in there when the rescuers discovered it was just shot due to radiation exposure. <laughs> but, as I was going to say, one of the th pictures that they were able to actually recover has just, like, glowing dots. So he just went out, took a picture, so that could fit into the parachute so, grenades. So, okay. So, but the crazy thing is, like, I'll find the picture and show you guys, like, it's like one random one here and then a cluster of them on one side. But the crazy thing about the cluster is that it actually looks like a fucking skull. So, so are you saying this is the devil or what? No, this is the work of Death Eaters. Ah, Voldemort yeah. is okay. active. Shit, god damn it. <laughs> no, like I was looking at it and it took me like five seconds. I was like, holy shit, that Did looks like a fucking skull or some shit. Did any of the bodies like, have a little like, lightning shit. bolt above their eye? <laughs> I don't know. We should <laughs> anyway. exhume all of them. So you're positive the the orange is like in the picture itself and not burned onto the reel that then got printed well, onto no, the Well, no, so it's a black and white picture. Okay. So it's just, you know, the dots of light. Okay. Mm. Oh, okay, I got it. I see what you're saying. Okay. And officials have, like, said, or one official, I believe I have some stuff from him later on, he says these are the reason they died. But he doesn't know what those lights are. He might. Not sure. Okay. However... Radioactive dispersal would have affected all of the hikers and equipment instead of just some of it, and the skin and hair discoloration can be explained by a natural process of mummification after three months of exposure to the cold and winds. Furthermore, the initial suppression of files regarding the group's disappearance by Soviet authorities is sometimes mentioned as evidence of a cover-up. But... The concealment of information regarding domestic incidents was standard procedure by the USSR and therefore far from peculiar. <laughs> and by the 1980s, all Diatola files had been released in some manner. Sure. 
I don't sure. like this because I don't think the USSR would ever cover up anything, Jordan. And I think yeah. that's very offensive. I know. I know. I've, I'm KGB so, is the most trustworthy yeah. <laughs> agency in the world. I'm so confused why they call it Dytlov Pass. Because he was the leader of the expedition where they all died. I know. It's still kind of... It's giving him a lot of credit. What did he do? He, he died was there. just the leader. Well, it's to commemorate... In yeah, a group of people and I the guy guess. who started the expedition that met a very, very unfortunate fate. It's like the Donner Party. There like, all of, of them except right, that one right. creepy old dude were too young. Too now. young to get parachute mined by their own <laughs> country, yeah. <laughs> so, Keith McCloskey, who has researched the incident for many years and has appeared in several TV documentaries on the subject, traveled to the Dyatlov Pass in 1915 with Yuri Kuntsevich of the Dyatlov Foundation and a group at the Dyatlov Pass, he noted, There were wide discrepancies in distances quoted between the two possible locations of the snow shelter where Dubinia, Kolovedov, Zolotarev, and Thibault Brignolas were found. One location was approximately 80 to 100 meters from the pine tree where the bodies of Doroshenko and Krivonashenko were found, and the other suggested location was so close to the tree that anyone in the snow shelter could have spoken to those at the tree without raising their voices to be heard. The second location also has a rock in the stream where Dubinina's body was found and is the more likely location of the two. However, the second suggested location of the two has a topography that is closer to the photos taken at the time of the search. He also said... The location of the tent near the ridge was found to be too close to the spur of the ridge for any significant buildup of snow to cause an avalanche. Furthermore, the prevailing wind blowing over the ridge had the effect of blowing snow away from the edge of the ridge on the side where the tent was. This further reduced any buildup of snow to cause an avalanche. This aspect of the lack of snow on the top and near the top of the ridge was pointed out by Sergei Sogorin in 2010. He's still going. Lev Ivanov's boss, Evgeny Okashev, deputy head of the investigative department of the Sverdlovsk, <laughs> of the Sverdlovsk Oblast Prosecution Office, was still alive in 2015 and had given an interview to former Kemerovo prosecutor Leonid Proshkin, in which Okashev stated that he was arranging another trip to the past to fully investigate the strange deaths of the last four bodies. When Deputy Prosecutor General Urakov arrived from Moscow and ordered the case shut down. Suspicious. Which, that, that happens all the time, right? And then, Evgeny Okashev also stated in his interview with Leonid Proshkin that Klinov, head of the Sverdlovsk Prosecutor's Office, <laughs> was present at the first post-mortems in the morgue and spent three days there. Something Okashev regarded as highly unusual and the only time in his experience that it happened. Yep. So, those are some of the more popular theories. I think we're all on the same page on what we no, believe not. happened. I am not. Cody's not. But, because I, you know, some of the more fun, a couple that yeah. I didn't write a whole lot of detail on. I'm disappointed in you. I know. I know. I'm a sheep, but. and I'm ready to believe the most popular theory. Cody is a woke-ass motherfucker, mm -hmm. so he can't be convinced. I watched, Jordan... I've watched Ancient Aliens before, and they inform me about the truth, Jordan. Oh, yeah. shit. Please Jordan. tell me. Um, I can't. You're the one who's supposed to do the research here, but... Yeah, bucko. Uh, Listen, once I wrote this stuff about the military testing, I was like, ah, well, fuck. It's Jesus. been solved. What's yeah. the point in padding this bitch I out? Know. 
Well, I think ancient aliens basically are speculating that. Yeah. You think? It could have potentially been aliens doing something. They ran away. That See, I think their thing was the lights. That yeah. was aliens. That wasn't mine bombs or whatever the fuck those things were. So parachute you, grenades? Yes, parachute grenades. You think they were playing ding-dong ditch, these aliens? They just came in, no, did no. something. They came in, blasted them with some high-pressure sound waves. Got the but fuck see, out. like the burn marks, ancient aliens suspected the burn marks and radiation, they suspected that was given to them because aliens were burning them or whatever. Mm. See, and I don't trust them. Another fun one, which... Most I want to believe, most believable. and is the most believable, is that there was a Yeti that mm-hmm. came into the yeah. camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely. always, I'm always on the side of the Yeti, and they I'm just heard him just be that. like, <laughs> yeah, uh, and they're like, Chewbacca, oh, fuck. thank you. That's a Wookie. I would, yeah. have, I would imagine that Wookies and Yetis make the same ish no, sounds. No, they both end not. in a hearty Yetis and Wampas. See, maybe the Yetis are related to Bigfoot. And Bigfoot does not make weird gurgly noises. True, mm. Bigfoot is just a he just burr, like, burr, burr. give me sausage. He doesn't he do like a weird like pitch high pitch noise. I don't know. Yeah, when you see those fat hairy guys on TV, I'm doing a Bigfoot call right now. Mountain so monster. So I yelled at him, <laughs> "Get away from here! Get, get!" And he went right okay, down that path. Okay, okay. What would Doctor Strickler assume this is? If this was Doctor Strickler. The zyptochirology expert. Yeah. Would he I, think it's a Yeti? He would probably say it's Mothman. Ah, right. Strickler's he, definitely going He would Mothman. sexually seduce Yeti into telling him what happened. He would. I just pictured the Yeti with, like, ginormous fists for some reason for his body. He's punching these rush ski kids, and then he's giving them all the broken bones Hell and stuff. Yeah, so. but then there would be, like, soft tissue injuries. What if he was wearing boxing gloves? Big boxing That's gloves. That's a good point. <laughs> Because he's got big fists. Yeah, so, and big feet. He's got, like, big those feet. comically large ones you use in, like, the inflatable boxing ring at, like, Sock company em. parties. Sock so, boppers. So we got to just state this now. Mr. Conspiracy Theory himself here, he didn't even want to get into the cool conspiracies. No. He heard Russian bombs. All right, that's it. Got to be that's it. it. Ship this bitch. I mean, that's pretty conspiracy-ish. Hey, I want somebody to draw... The fucking Yeti we just described. Somebody do that. <laughs> bo- Have you seen the movie Littlefoot? No. Uh, I think that's about a family of Yeti who capture a young Eskimo boy or something. Well, I don't want Littlefoot. <laughs> and I don't want uh, keeping up with the Hendersons or whatever the hell. Harry, Harry and, and the, the Hendersons. I don't want that. I want Listen, Harry and the Yeti. Hendersons is a masterpiece. But yeah, we need our... OC Yeti. A little chibi Yeti with giant fists and feet. Okay, and he's got take a, a picture of gloves. Jordan, add white hair, ginormous hands, like pretty huge. much ginormous hands. Big enough to punch a Russian kid and break mm. his bones without what leaving What do you always mark. call them? Frying pans? Two frying pans on his hand? Lunchbox hands. Lunchbox hands. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Yeah, so that's uh, that's uh, Diablo Pass, eh? Oh, yeah. That's good stuff, Jordan. Thank that was you. beautiful. Jordan, good job. Is this your first episode? No. no. You did Mothman. Third and, episode. Yeah, well, Peppy doesn't count. I like Peppy. Peppy is a bonus epi. Ah. I spent all day on that thumbnail, so please. <laughs> Peppy is please. a bonus epi. Right. Please respect Peppy the bonus, the bonus epi. <laughs> Jordan, that was wonderful. That was Thank good. That was good. concise. That was interesting. Even that though I don't necessarily like it, you did bring a rational sense into this whole story that I know. in the back of my head, when you told me you wanted to do this, I was like, fuck yeah, this is aliens, man. I love this shit. And now you made it made sense. Yeah, see, the me, best... So. The thing about that is, uh, I just couldn't find any 
good info on Yetis and aliens. I know. Those are the hardest ones to find. It's just fun. I wish I could have made it more about that, but it's fine. I'm glad I I barely knew much about this and uh, came in here. Thought it was an avalanche, then I thought it was a military, so now I think it's a military. Now you trust the Russian government even less. (laughs) I do, yes. I got a big problem with the Red Army, too. (laughs) But, uh, so with all that out of the way, we're going to bring her into the station, shall we? Choo-choo. What I want you all to do is email us, and that's at bumblebuttpodcast at gmail.com. What's that, Adam? Bumblebuttpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at bumblebuttpod. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at bumblebuttpodcast. Follow all of those locations. And now it's time for the uh, most important part of the show. Mm. At least if you ask Cody, the iTunes review. We had a good week again. Oh, How many? Oh, yes. Uh, we've had, I believe, three written and one uh, plain five-star. God. We like. are now officially two away from 50. Two away two from Two away 50. from 50. So you hook all, us up, please. Two of you know what you need to do. <laughs> Please be the heroes we need. I know it's scary opening up that app. Definitely not the heroes we deserve. It's it's terrifying opening up that app because it's probably going to freeze your fucking phone or computer up. Yep. But but just please risk it. Anyway, so we'll start from KCS1979. Insert clever title here. Mm. Listening to this podcast feels like I'm shooting the breeze with friends who enjoy talking about serial killers, aliens, and general nonsense. I haven't laughed so hard at Amish psychopaths since my last family reunion. <laughs> Keep up the good work, fellas. That was brilliant. When I read that, Hell I was yeah, laughing. Dude. Thank you, sir. You are awesome. Thanks, man. Next is by Machine Designs. Good times, good info, and good laughs. Hell yeah. These guys make me laugh. Some good times listening to awful stories about awful crimes. Oh, and Adam, go Kings go. Oh, original expansion to class there. Didn't they just win the cup a few years ago? Yeah, it was like, uh, what, six years ago now? Yeah, something like that. Next is by Fitty Shades. It says, love it. You guys are hilarious. You make me laugh. And, of course, I love the stories you go over. I'm also from Iowa, so I love that you guys are also Midwestern. Keep us yeah. laughing. All right. Hell yeah. Well, Thank I'm, you, I'm you only beautiful from Iowa. Iowa but... <laughs> I know. I'm drawing in all the Iowa people. That's awesome. I That's know. That's awesome. I have noticed a, uh, a spike in Iowan downloads recently. It's and it been w- weird. It, it wouldn't take too much to like fill the whole population since it's so tiny there. So. That is true. Actually, well, I'll save it for between the bumbles. You know what's uh, kind of fucked? California mm. just passed Minnesota in our downloads for most downloaded uh, state. I thought it really? had already. It makes me sad, but thank you, know you Cali. We might be popping up because you got to remember, with winter coming, people in Minnesota don't want to go outside. Right. So you don't go outside, you listen to podcasts or do And those whatever, Californians so. don't have homes anymore so because ah, they right. all burned away. Right. So they have to listen to something. Right. You're and right. we'll provide that hope. We'll be your home. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll uh, make we'll, your life We'll a bring better. you a sliver of joy in <laughs> Did they get the fires under control? Exist. I guess I don't even Yeah, know. they did. They yeah, that's okay. done. Thank God. Problem solved, boys. Either way. I want everybody listening to know that that's a goodbye from me. I'm Adam. Goodbye from Jordan. Goodbye, everybody. And a goodbye from Cody. Goodbye, everybody. And I want you all to have a good weekend, (laughs) unless it's Tuesday. Thank you all.